on, let's do this. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you're having a fantastic week so far and are looking forward to the weekend to relax, spend some time with your family and friends, and enjoy some well-deserved days off. And with this, welcome to another episode of my podcast, Leave the Bubble, where we talk about expanding our comfort zones, dealing with changes and embracing challenges in life, as well as being curious and, in general, trying to grow as a person. Last week, we talked about the importance of having a network, why it is so important to be able to rely on others and surround ourselves with good people that push us forward and challenge us to improve personally. We went over some ideas on how to best approach the process of creating and consequently nurturing that network without going through life with a hidden agenda. After all, it's all about giving back as well and not just taking when it's convenient. If you'd like to go over the discussed topics once again, please don't hesitate going back to episode 16 and giving it another listen. But now let's jump right into today's topic, game nights. Oh my god, the fun of a well-organized night of games, drinks and snacks with an incredible group of people. You know, looking back, some of the best nights I've had over the years where I really got to bond with people were during unforgettable game nights. Spoiler alert, the vastness of a game night is what's so beautiful about it. It can go from a classic board game battle with your buddies, where you order pizza and play D&D or war all night long. It can be a gaming night where you meet your death squad and try to kill some 12-year-olds on Call of Duty online or outplay some Russian dudes on Counter-Strike. It could be a FIFA tournament, a poker night with a gang, or a fun late-night session filled with drinking games where you truly get to know the people sitting in front of you through some juicy stories you share with the group. (laughs) Game nights are awesome, and that's what we'll talk about in today's episode. So let's take a step back. Why are game nights so important? Well, first of all, they're fun. (laughs) Game nights are an incredible way to bond with your friends and forget about everything else. The only thing that matters is to destroy them in the game. (laughs) But game nights can also be a fantastic opportunity to show yourself in a group of people you don't know too well. I remember that in one of the first nights during my exchange semester in Canada back in 2018, all the international business students got together in the living room of one of the dorms. I believe we were about roughly 20 people. Music was playing in the background, everyone had a drink in their hand, and people were mingling and talking when all of a sudden someone shouted into the group, Everyone, we're going to play Never Have I Ever! And so we all sat in a big circle, all anxious, looking left and right to kind of size up the people we were about to play with, because when you play Never Have I Ever, there is always pretty much a guarantee that your perception of someone will change by the end of the game. Usually a little bit towards the worst. (laughs) I mean, that game is amazing to get to know one another in a fun way. Now, Obviously, in those group games, social dynamics take place, right? The naturally more extroverted people tend to be a little louder. They put themselves and their friends in the center of attention. And it can quickly happen when these people don't pay enough attention that they hog the group's attention from everyone else, especially from the quieter people in the group. 
these situations can be a great way for naturally more open people to be a little more mindful of others in the group and encourage them to take part in the game. Feeling at ease and comfortable with sharing whatever they feel is the right amount and at the same time, it's a great opportunity for quieter, a little shyer people to push themselves out of their comfort zone to speak up and to show themselves without fear in a group, which of course is a daunting feeling, especially when being with a group of almost strangers for the first time. But we'll discuss the concept of speaking up in another episode in more detail. These bonding games can be a lot of fun and I advise everyone to have at least one app on their phone to play on the go anytime the opportunity presents itself. A great option can be Piccolo, Party Charades, and similar apps. But game nights don't necessarily have to be in a huge group of people. Like I said in the beginning of the episode, you can perfectly organize a game night with a few good friends, where the game is the main focus of the night. For example, when playing Monopoly, War, or Dungeons and Dragons. During these games, you immerse yourself in these fantastic worlds. You are either a greedy real estate mogul ripping off every last cent out of your poor friend's pocket because he landed for the second time in a row in one of your hotels. (laughs) They are selling off every piece of real estate they have, and there you are, laid back with that smirk on your face, just fantasizing of buying your next big hotel to destroy them once and for all. (laughs) Or you feel like Caesar's and Napoleon's love child. After all, there is no one with such a keen, strategic, military mind such as yourself. Or you are a mighty battle orc fighting off goblins in dark and misty caves with your brigade of elves and rangers. When the game is the main focus of the night, it is amazing to see everyone so immersed and absorbed by it. And while it does bring out creative sides of ourselves, it can, and most likely will, also bring out our worst and competitive sides as well. (laughs) So we all have to remember that it's just a game and that you can indeed put a plus two card on top of a plus four card in Uno. (laughs) But on the other hand, sometimes a game night can be used as a social lubricant, where you play a game, but while people are playing the game, it is more about the conversations that happen during the game. A great example for this is a poker night with your friends. You know, you order some pizzas, have a couple of beers, and if we want to take it to the next level of cliche, you obviously can't miss your whiskey and cigars, (laughs) and you just play while casually exchanging incredible stories with your fellow players. The fun thing about these nights is the intimate atmosphere that is immediately established. Everyone is physically and mentally present, sitting at the table, of course, trying to bluff their way into fame and fortune, (laughs) but overall enjoying the quality time through deep conversations and shared laughs. So, is there something we can do to take advantage of these opportunities? Absolutely. I believe that these situations are an incredible opportunity to enjoy ourselves, bond with our friends or potential new acquaintances, and forget about all our other responsibilities and stress factors in our lives. After all, game nights are intended to be fun and allow us to sit back and relax. 
Now, some of these events happen after some planning took place beforehand, which is perfectly fine. But sometimes things just happen spontaneously, which in my experience are some of the best nights I've experienced. Especially in my old dorm in Mannheim, we would meet in the living room after dinner without really knowing what to do, whether to watch a movie together, play some games, or just head into rooms and go to sleep. Usually, we would start playing beer pong, but those nights led to a whole different outcome. (laughs) Instead, sometimes we would go to our board game cupboard and pick out a game that is easily playable by a large group of people. Games like Activity or Privacy were amazing examples that, similar to games like Piccolo, force the players to indirectly share some private aspects of themselves by also incentivizing the other players to try to guess which story belongs to who. An amazing game to really get to know one another. So what's the learning from this? Always have at least one or two games handy when having guests over. You know, they can be either classic board games, drinking game apps, or a set of cards to play whichever card game your group of friends prefers. And also having a random game that's just for fun, like Cards Against Humanity, never hurts. (laughs) From a guest perspective, I guess the most important thing is to know the basic rules of some classics. Maybe get familiar with well-known games like Monopoly or War, learn the basic rules of poker, and be open to playing something you've never done before, because it could lead to a super fun night for everyone. So organize a fun night with your family or friends in the next few weeks. I guarantee that you won't regret it. Guys, as always, please stay safe, stay healthy, and hey, don't be afraid to leave your bubble.